Hi, I'm Sydney, and I'm hosting this episode of Sport Ed, the podcast talking all about sport, health, fitness, and life, right from the people involved here at the University of Edinburgh and hosted by the Sports Union. Joining me today is my co-host, Telfer Gray, our History Rugby Team co-captains Jamie Sword and Charlie Patterson, and Medics Hockey Captain and Vice Captain Zara Hamil and John T. Eaton Hart. The theme of this episode is to talk more about intramural sport here at the University of Edinburgh. So how did you guys get into um, playing hockey and rugby if the history team wanted to go first or Jamie wanted to go? I've been playing rugby since I was quite small. Always played it at school, played it at like club level and stuff. So yeah, I, I think when I joined uni... I was already playing for a club outside of uni, so like playing uni rugby on top of that seemed like quite a big commitment. And it was actually, I was injured for a while and I was coming back and one of my flatmates' friends played for the History Boys and just suggested like coming down for a runabout, which is where I met the likes of Charlie. Uh, <laughs> and I fell in love with it. Yeah, never looked back since. But yeah, in terms of like keep wanting to play rugby, but maybe not wanting the, the big commitment of a university team, the history boys are perfect. And yeah, Charlie? very much on that. Well, I've been, I've been playing. I mean, not that you can tell given that, you know, if anyone sees me play, I've been playing for probably, probably about 15 years now. And it, I mean, I think very much in the same vein as Jamie, it, it, it was very much, I came to, I'd played a bit at school, quite a lot at school. And then I came to university and very much wanted a sort of more, you know, to meet a lot of people, make friends with people who were sort of, in a, you know, had an interest in rugby, had an interest in sports, and also uh, were able to help in terms of like studies as well. There's a lot of like um, help that like fellow um, degree people can can give you in terms of that so I, I very much a casual sort of sports based thing the, the appeal to me and meeting a lot of people um was very good yeah that's amazing to hear and uh, Zara and John T would you like to do a brief introduction of yourselves yeah um so I I'm pretty much the same I started from quite a young age playing hockey at school and just really enjoyed it at school and I was like I definitely want to continue to play at university but then of course the actual clubs um for the uni they're quite time demanding so thought to give medics hockey a go and they also had a really cute promo video that they brought um into our lecture and like freshers week and it was just a really like it just seemed really welcoming and everyone was like smiley faces and like come try out medics hockey so that's why i fell into it yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. So I played a bit of school, but it wasn't really a thing at my school. Like uh, men's hockey didn't really exist. Our school men's hockey team was about five of us played hockey, and then it was anyone else who was just a bit sporty and kind of was free on sort of Wednesday afternoon type thing. Um, and then I came to uni and I was doing um, orienteering, and uh, the sessions clashed with medics hockey. But after a few weeks, I'd heard such good things from um, my friends and freshers. Uh, I thought, oh, I'll give it a come on down. And everyone was just so lovely. And yeah, I remember some announcements as well and stuff and lectures, as Zara said. And um, yeah, it was a bit like all three of you. I didn't want to do it at a uni level, um, but I really enjoyed just doing it kind of quite socially and sort of, you know, playing sort of you know, training once a week and playing a match once a week kind of thing. That's uh, fabulous to hear. I've heard that 
it's like 100 plus members in medics hockey. How do you manage that number? And obviously, what are the advantages of having that amount of people as well? Thankfully, everyone is very busy, aside from medics hockey. So thankfully, 100 people don't turn up every week because <laughs> I don't know what we would do. Yeah. But yeah, we do have that many members and a lot are usually in first year. So this come a lot for the social aspect, which is easy enough to handle on the pitch when we have big numbers we sort of just have to divide them up into the different quarters of the pitch and do different things with them but um usually we have around 30-ish people that attend um every week so it's not there's not too many to handle <laughs> yeah Doris, add, um just add that half of our club are in clinical years so yeah they're on placement sometimes they're out of edinburgh for weeks at a time so even though we've got 100, over 100 people that have paid as Ara said, it's, it's a much lower number that come regularly. But yeah, we've had a really good turnout of um, freshers this year. So not just first years, we've also got some um, medics who have transferred to Edinburgh from St Andrews that have joined. Um, it's really nice to have some fresh faces in the club and um, yeah, keep moving forward, basically. Do you guys have proper coaches or do you, um, as captains, like coach the students yourself i think um just in terms of us i think you know jamie's somebody who's played a lot of rugby he's played um at a higher level than a lot of the 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 team so he's provided a lot of coaching uh to us and improved a lot of the games of the uh the members of the squad and we do have other members who have played at quite a high level you know former academy players and that sort of thing who who give sort of tutorials on skills and skills training sort of thing there's a lot well we don't have sort of formal coaching it's very much a sort of spirit of the intramural uh, league in which we just you know do what we can and everybody sort of mucks in so it's it's not particularly formal but it works i think so it's quite nice yeah we're very similar so um zara actually was coach uh, last year and was an excellent coach and then this year my family james is our coach and he's really he's built he's stepped it up from what zara did and he's played a lot of hockey he played for the uni first at edinburgh which is quite impressive and um he's been playing hockey for you know over a decade now so he's been doing lots of um he's done some fitness this year which is a new thing we've done um kind of inspired by covid not being able to play hockey so we've been doing some outdoor socially distant fitness and he's been doing um lots of drills and stuff that we can carry on doing through covid so he's been really good as a coach this year good to hear that you're still getting involved with everything and still managing to keep engaged that's that's the main thing at this time and also with intramural being not as the same as say the performance sport is it still just as intense, still as hard effort? Is there is there moments where like people's adrenaline goes a bit too far because they want to win so much? Well, we haven't had the chance to play this year, but there's definitely like still a fair amount of competition in the squad. Probably the highlight for me was uh, when we were doing our like fundraising challenge and like everyone was trying to beat each other, like longest run, longest bike. Uh, one of our freshers, the enigma that is uh, a lad called Gaz, who had just spent, I think, 14 days in isolation. Um, he got out and he was saying, oh, you know, big effort today. And we all thought he was a little bit, you know, I thought just talk. Can Gaz actually do anything today? And we looked on Strava and he'd been for a 37 kilometre hike through uh, through East Lothian. I mean, the guy was desperate to impress and he won himself a free pizza for the day. So, yeah, go on, Gaz. I know you guys have all done um, different fundraising things this semester. Could you tell me more about that? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I'll, I'll kick off just on the, the one that we were speaking about. So that was our um, Scotsman to Scotsman thing. 
Um, so we went on tour to Malta two years ago. Um, we spent a fair amount of time. At, uh, there was a Scottish pub um, called the Scotsman. So when it was the circuit breaker lockdown, I think it was announced in like early October, it was really when we were just hitting a bit of a groove in terms of getting freshers down and training. So we were quite keen to, you know, keep them occupied. So we figured out, I think Charlie might correct me if I'm wrong, but it was about 2,600 kilometres. Yeah, about that, yeah. Pub. So we gave ourselves 21 days to try and do it, to raise as much money as we could, which we split evenly between the club because we obviously lost out on a lot of sponsorship this year and um, and the charity Looseheads, who are like a specific um, rugby charity about mental health. Um, and they were fantastic. They gave us a lot of support. Now established like a really good relationship with them. Um, so they're, they're what's called like a partnership club now, um, which means they'll be training one of us up to you know make it a safe space to talk about mental well-being and stuff um so yeah that was that was our sort of main charity fundraising effort yeah we've done sort of two so um one last semester and then one this semester Jonty, do you want to talk about the november uh yeah so um we organized some stuff in november um last year so usually you know there's a group of us that do moustaches but this year we want to be a bit more inclusive um, people of all genders sometimes struggle to grow moustaches and that's fine um, so we decided to do a running relay around the meadows and a big old hike as well so we hiked as a group from North Berwick back to Edinburgh that was 40 kilometres I remember at the time when I was planning the route I thought oh 40 kilometres you know some people can run marathons like how hard can it be to walk that far and the answer is it's very very hard <laughs> this is a one of those of... things that seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> all, all broken at the end we managed it and um we had a really good group of first years that came along and it was really nice to sort of meet them properly because we'd only sort of met them at training we had to keep you know always keeping a distance and doing drills and stuff it's quite hard to actually chat to people properly but um walking instead of twos and threes is a really good way of doing that um better way to meet people than a 40 kilometer walk i guess yeah <laughs> we'll learn a lot about them in that time um so then that raised yeah just over sort of two thousand pounds which we're really happy with and then zara organized something this time me and beth one of our tour sex organized um 2800 squats in february which also again seemed quite an easy challenge but it's whenever you forgot to because that means like 100 squats a day but it's whenever you forgot to do your 100 squats on one day and they build up and up and up so then you end up with like hundreds and hundreds at the end of the month but that was also really good fun and everyone got involved and we raised a good amount as well so yeah we found that this year it's been quite a good thing to bring the club a bit closer together because we said we have a large number of new people this year and it hasn't been an ideal year to have a lot of new people um so the fundraisers i mean even the squats we had separately we're still sending in silly videos of us doing them fancy dress and sort of how not to squat and things like that so yeah it's good i think that was something that we we thought as well is that it definitely like brought the team together and it was very like difficult in the sort of covid era to for the the younger team like younger members of the team to interact and it very much like gave them sort of an outlet to interact with some of the existing members and stuff like that so i think i think what you were saying about it being a good like bonding experience is yeah is something that we would echo as well yeah have there been any particular um, memorable experiences while uh you've been playing on your intramural teams any highlights well i'm, I'm sure charlie would echo that for us like tour has been i think probably tour stands out because it's the one thing when i i joined the team I didn't think we'd actually do 
like there'd been a bit of a history of like four or five of the guys from the club meeting up in the same European city in the summer or whatever. But like it was a, a full on, I think there were like 32 of us, small team, 34 of us went to Lisbon yeah. during Redefined last year. And like we talk about building team spirit and stuff. And like there's no better way than playing fixtures abroad, sightseeing, like just spending time with each other and, you know, a, a different country. And so in terms of like, you know, things that will really stand out and memories that you've made and that, don't think I can think of a better one than than either of the tours that we've been on. Yeah, very very much in that same vein. I think uh, you know the the tours that we've had um, really do stand out. I think there's you know there's particular games that we've had. We we seem to always have you know particularly good rivalries with you know teams like the Agrics and the, the YPs and teams like that, which really stand out. All in all, it's you know I couldn't particularly pick out one memory because I think it's you know it's a continuously continuous growth of just enjoying the club and in you know really appreciating the the members as well. So I think there are you know highlights, but you know the whole process of you know getting to know everybody in the club is is probably the the highlight. Yeah, I'd echo what Charlie said. It's definitely you have certain things you remember, certain nights, certain games, certain things you remember, but generally just the whole experience is really fun. That being said, Zara organised a really fun tour when I was in first year. It wasn't a broad tour. It wasn't quite, you know, the son of Malta, but we went yeah. down to uh, Dumfries and we all bundled into a huge Airbnb. I think it was maybe, I don't know, Zara, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe like 30 of us, 35 of us. Yeah. Um, one house and it had like, you know, a good social space and had a little tennis court on a garden and we actually played some touch rugby when we were there we had to teach the members how to play <laughs> um, we went kayaking we had a, a team curry in the evening and it was just really good fun and we all drove down I remember in my car I was in first year and there were two guys in final year who are now you know they've done two years of working as doctors in Glasgow and we're still in touch and I think it's mainly down to that bonding on that weekend um, and they still come back occasionally when we see them which is really nice. I actually think it probably was warmer in Dumfries than Malta. Completely <laughs> underestimated how cold it was going to be. Everyone's packing shorts and vests and stuff, and it was absolutely Baltic. Oh, no. <laughs> February half term on a beach. Oh. In, well, a it was beach a hurricane the day we left. Like, a genuine <laughs> hurricane. Oh, no. <laughs> We also had one weekend, we went to Manchester and we linked up with Manchester Medics Hockey. And we, when I was in first year, we hosted them and in second year we went to them. And they're a club of a similar size and um, kind of ethos to us. So it was really nice to have a relationship with another intramural medics club in another city. That's amazing. You don't hear much about, about intramural clubs linking up with other universities as well. So it's amazing to hear and we hear you are both like captains uh, so what enjoyment and fulfillment do you just get from that role well I'm just a very bossy person so I just like being in charge of everyone but no I've just like really enjoyed seeing how medics hockey has um sort of progressed since I've joined it so when when I was in first year people who are in charge were more they like to organize like wholesome socials have potlucks all the time and do those sort of things but then as it's grown there's been more people one night medics hockey night so and it's just like changed and there's different types of people and I'm just like watching it grow and I just like the idea that I'm part of helping it grow more and change to get bigger and better. Zara's very humble but this is our third year on committee so she really has like sort of seen it you know, being a part of it changing. But yeah, same as are really. I've just enjoyed, I'm really keen generals. So I just like organising things and um, hosting things. And so this year, especially with, you know, all uni being online, I've quite enjoyed like organising the November fundraiser, 
and we've been doing like a little Wimbledon tournament recently. I'm quite nerdy and I have made a spreadsheet, you know, and I've been pairing people up and, you know, doing all that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a nice way of seeing people and stuff, which is quite hard at the moment. So I've just enjoyed being a part of it, basically. Yeah, one thing about John Daisy he's always got a good idea. He's full of great ideas. So <laughs> we're never stuck for anything to do, which is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, just, just in terms of what, I mean, what I have enjoyed about being captain I, I mean firstly it's deciding where we go for you know a night out uh, some food before a night out is probably key um, and then also I think um, just like deciding like the direction of the club where what things we want to do what things we want to emphasize promote what you know fundraisers just having a bit more say than you know in previous years when I was sort of social sec and that sort of thing so very much just deciding the direction of the club is, is uh, Fontaine Zara was saying I think that's very much what I find enjoyable about being captain but yeah I don't know about you Sword. Less of it this year has been like the on-field captaincy stuff which again like Charlie is a good leader on the pitch because I've never seen a man get up from the ground so many times being hungover and still just continue to run and run and run Uh, So he's a real inspiration for people that follow. But yeah, in terms of the off-field stuff, I feel like being captains just gives us the opportunity to sort of look at what we're doing, every single thing we do, and just say, like, is there anything that we can improve? You know, like, we've got um, a new match kit on the way because the match kit's horrible. Like, it smells bad. Like, And it's been a few years since we've changed it. So, like, one of the big things this year was um, we thought, right, we applied to the university for some funding um, and we spoke to like various suppliers mm. and a company got in touch with us after our fundraiser who were um, a company that used recycled plastic bottles to basically make polyester and then form match shirts. So we applied to the uni to say like, we think this is a really good idea if we could get funding for it. And like, luckily we, we got the funding. So it's just like the little things of taking something, how can we do it better? How can we promote like a positive image about the club? And obviously not being able to play is not great for that. But, you know, for us, it's just looking at all the off-field stuff and making sure that our members get the most value out of their experience. Yeah, I think what Jamie was saying, you know, in, in when I've been at the club, the, the captains have, have really taken the, the, the team on leaps and bounds. And I think it's just a process of just sort of slightly refining a lot of things that, you know, maybe they haven't considered, oh, you know, we could go for sponsorship there or, you know, actually, you know what, maybe this isn't working. We should do something slightly different. And I think it's just a constant like refining process with the with the club. And, you know, it, it's just yeah, a continuous process, I guess, which is quite enjoyable and you can put your own spin on it. But, um, you know, next year, somebody will think, actually, you know what, these guys, I don't particularly agree with what they were doing. Maybe we'll go down this route. So it, it's it's very like malleable, I guess, the situation. That's good to hear. And uh, with obviously like socialising, how do you do? You have like a best place to socialise. Your favourite night out, obviously pre-COVID. Where was your team's HQ sort of thing? Our HQ is actually a bit of a victim of COVID. So the pub sadly closed down in September. I want to say. Oh no. So uh, myself and one of the social sex went on an apprentice-style mission in matching tops, sunglasses caps uh a little notepad i went around all the pubs in newington just to try and find a new home and we found one um so big shout out to our new sponsor genie deans which is behind the police station so it's quite close for everybody including um first years who will dot all over the place and halls so we had a few pub nights which i just can't believe happened now but yeah in september when they're allowed and 
but since then we haven't really been able to enjoy them but we're hoping to enjoy them again come you know September or the summer when restrictions lift yeah and we're as a club quite a big fan of big cheese it has to be said it's probably our guilty pleasure but we usually have socials and flats and then go on to big cheese afterwards Charlie would probably be able to explain better than me but we've got quite a non-discriminatory policy when it comes to pubs and nightclubs We've got our, our usual favourites, but I wouldn't say there's any that we, we wouldn't go to. Um, Chaz, do you want to get your encyclopedia out? Or? I, I mean, I've got a long list of places that we like to attend. So we, we normally like to just try out all of them and then just, you know, just to be sure. I think normally, for some reason, we used to have an arrangement at City Cafe and that's just continued long after the, like any sort of sponsorship. And I'm not entirely sure why, but it's OK, I guess. Um, we, we go to Belushi's quite a lot on Market Street. I mean, a personal favourite of mine that I'm trying to always convince people to go to is Golf Tavern. I moved to Brunsfield (laughs) partly just because it was a very commutable distance. But however, no dice, really. Um, (laughs) uh, In terms of like nights out and stuff like that, we're regulars at Gary's, Hive, just anywhere that um, are keen keen to just have us, really. (laughs) It's very, it's not the best look when there's, you know, like, 30 members of a, a rugby team turning up just being like hi can you let us in please <laughs> so um it's just you know it's a, it's a bit of a trial and error situation and obviously you know got to look after everyone so mm-hmm. no no man behind yeah we i mean as much as we sort of say like oh the pub's a big social thing it's like we do do other social events because we know that that's you know it's not for everyone and we don't want to pressure anyone into it um, so we do like a lot of curry nights like yourselves on tour and we've run like if we have a free Wednesday where we don't have a fixture we've run like a five-a-side competition up at Perth's if the weather was really bad we'd try and like hire the sports hall at Pleasant um, we've done like joint socials with the netball girls and stuff where you know we'll play inter-squad netball competition and we'll meet up and do a pub quiz or beer pong and stuff so that's quite a nice one I think the lads quite enjoy that because we we do probably get sick of each other's faces quite often. So when you chuck in like history football, history girls football and, and netball, like it feels like more of a sort of more of a community. Yeah. Yeah. Di- yeah I mean, we just sort of a little bit of diversification is probably goes a long way. Um, I think. Yeah, very much so. I'm really glad that you guys have like diversified your social nights out or you have different social events that you do but out of curiosity on a different note do any of you guys have a team nickname yeah we do actually Zara do you want to talk about it I don't know if I can talk about it it's it's called Mighty Maroons not sure really where it came from I suppose we wear maroon um (laughs) I don't know when I can't remember the nickname not existing so I don't know if I was here when it became what we're called but yeah Mighty Maroons is Horror, no. <laughs> I think we get the um, triple because we're red, blue, and white. I think, to be honest, there's there's a lad called Caleb who's not really involved with it anymore. I think he had sort of grand visions of us playing like France and you know just to be <laughs> chanting like Spartans before the game, which we haven't really gone down. But the triple was stuck. So I'm sure other teams have nicknames for us, but we don't have any for our, ourselves. Not yet, yeah. in a way, maybe. No, no. Not yet. I think thing for us is it made it a bit easier because if we were Edinburgh University Medics Hockey then that's the same as a lot of other clubs like mm-hmm. Edinburgh Uni Men's Hockey for example or Exeter Uni Men's Hockey so I think Mighty Maroons is, is like our nickname but it's also just easier to use generally. Yeah that's good to say any of you's got any shout outs to any of your team members that have perhaps done something amazing lately in the last like, few weeks 
Um, we've got a few of our freshers have taken it on themselves to do their own sort of running challenge. And actually it involves golf having Gaz's uh, destination of choice. So I think they are running, they're all in halls together in Pollock. And uh, every night this month, they're running to golf to have them back um, to raise money for Macmillan Cancer. So again, it's like, it's really nice for us to see that we didn't have any input or anything, but like a group of freshers that met each other through issue boys are now you know bonding through this it's really nice to see but yeah a massive shout out to them like really proud of them and uh hopefully it all goes well for them um so our coach james harper um has really stepped up this year and he's had a pretty tricky job because we've got so many new people we're a really welcoming club so we welcome people who've never played hockey before but all the way up to people who have played at the highest level so in our intake of new people this year we had a large group never picked up a hockey stick and then a few who've played for Scotland under 20s so he's had a sort of you know massive job trying to cater to all of them and on top of that he's had COVID meaning that we can't get in two meets of each other which obviously makes hockey quite difficult as you can't really tackle you can't mark he's done a really stellar job we've been doing well last term we were doing uh, three hours of training a week which he coached all three on top of that he's been running um, he ran Monday fitness sessions last term restrictions allowed on the meadows we've been doing press-ups in the mud and stuff like that and then this term he's been obviously restricted by covid but he's determined to carry on fitness and stuff so he's paired us up in random pairs for mondays and we've been doing runs around edinburgh um and doing sort of different challenges each week so he's a huge yeah he's been a huge ass this year and then the other person i'd say would be um sarah barry who's our freshers and well-being rep and she this year has been fantastic so obviously it's a hard year for most of us and she's been looking after us all she's also been um interviewing a fresher each week and then writing it up and posting some photos on the facebook group which has been a really sort of informal way for us to sort of get to know some of the new people in the club and some a lot of them have been really funny and just a nice sort of read and distraction from everything else that's going on online so yeah those would be my two shout outs as Sarah interviews a fresher, Jonty interviews a senior. So then it works the other way as well, where the freshers get to know us more whenever they can actually meet with us and socialise with us. So, yeah, shout out to Jonty as well. <laughs> That's brilliant. So obviously when things start to meet up in person more, some people know a lot more people before they actually meet them in person. It'll be, it'll be weird. It'll be weird, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it though. <laughs> yeah, isn't everyone? So for our final question, we've asked you guys to bring in your favourite hype song so that we could add it onto our Spotify playlist. Do you guys have it ready? If Jamie would like to go first. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not really like a huge one for hype songs, but um, one that I think always, like if you got on the change room, is uh, Harder Than You Think by Public Enemy. Do you play it before a match? or? Yeah, I think, well, it's just like... I feel like sometimes in the change room, like there's quite a lot of noise for a game. And like, sometimes it's quite nice to just stick your headphones in and just, you know, have a few minutes of just sort of getting your mind together before you go out there. And also it's just a good tune, like quite a beat. So. Um, I guess I'll go next. So I, my hype song, if you will, um, is Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. So I, I think it's just one of those that just gets me feeling a bit um, like upbeat, a bit ready to go. And I mean, I, as Jamie was saying, in, in our changing rooms, there's normally some fresher with a speaker that's got you know some fairly awful tunes. So you don't really get to zone in <laughs> on your um, on your on your own. Um, on your own game and stuff like that so you know just sticking some headphones in for a few minutes concentrating on what sort you know 
the things that you want to go through and the things you want to really focus on in the game is probably um, probably what I what I get out of it anyway. So mine's The Weekend by Michael Gray, um, which is just, we usually play matches on a Friday and so it's really nice kind of after you've done your week's work to go down, see everybody, have a good game. Like the History Boys, we've got some rivals in particular that we always like to try and beat, but we always uh, enjoy it anyway and we always go to the pub afterwards. And so the song's all about sort of getting ready for the weekend, getting ready to go out and stuff. Um, this is generally quite a shoot in my opinion. So I'd say that's my hype song, uh, if you will. Yeah, but... The hype song question definitely stumped me. Um, I think I asked, I posed the question to my flatmates just um, before this, and they were like, Zara, the only song you've been singing for the past month. So I don't know what it is about it, but it just gets me really through lockdown and like the past few months. There's just not been really any difference between like the weekend and the week. The song, the one like Friday, then <laughs> um, just really gets me excited for the weekend. So I get that weekend feeling, even though there's no difference between the weekend and the week these days. <laughs> so that's been my hype song recently. <laughs> that also TikTok inspired Zara. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Big TikTok fan. We're <laughs> creating a TikTok channel soon. So well, we, we have a TikTok channel. Mighty Maroons, I think it's at Mighty Maroons or Eddie Mighty Maroons on TikTok. If you want to give us a follow? Um, we haven't posted any videos for a while, but you up there? <laughs> my afternoon done. <laughs> <laughs> we thought with the the new, you know, the first kids coming through, we were like, right, what social media do they like the most? And we were like, actually, it's probably TikTok. <laughs> I think we slightly yeah, overbragged makes, it though. <laughs> it makes me feel old. That it's just like yeah. how can we engage with the youth here? <laughs> My sister's my sister's at uh, first year at Nottingham and she said that she doesn't have really many of her friends on Facebook. They just don't do it anymore. They all have like Snapchat and TikTok and you know, they chat on Instagram and stuff. I'm like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> um, same as you, Jaunty. <laughs> all right, thank you for coming on. So it's been much appreciated. Hope you just enjoyed it. Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Nice, nice to meet you guys, Charlie and Jamie and Taffa. Yeah. I know Sydney already. <laughs> but yeah, um, fingers crossed you get some hockey in later in the year. Yeah, and you, know. you guys do. Yeah. Hey, maybe what about a History Boys versus Medics hockey uh, game of football or something neutral? <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see you on the medals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring the cones. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Thank you. If you liked our jingle, then you will love Chameleon Lady. You can listen to all their hits on Spotify, and you can find them on Instagram at Chameleon Lady Official. We'll begin this section with this or that, where you'll have to choose between which one you prefer out of two things. Are you ready? Um... So, tea or coffee? Coffee for me. Yeah, I've got to say coffee for me as well. <laughs> Orange juice or apple juice? I'm going to say apple juice. Big yeah. apple juice. Man. Yeah, apple juice as well. <laughs> Blackford Hill or Arthur C? Ooh. These are hard. <laughs> I'll go Arthur C. Hearts or Hibs? Hibs. See, I had a I had a um a lecturer who was a massive hipster fan and he was really 
upset when he'd come in and Hibs had lost the weekend, so I'm a Hibs fan. <laughs> All right. Um, an evening workout or a morning workout? Morning? I wish I was morning, but it's got to be evening. <laughs> Paris or Rome? Rome. Paris. Um, summer or winter? Yeah, summer. Put ketchup on cupcakes or hot sauce on pancakes? Hot sauce on pancakes. Hot sauce on pancakes, yeah. <laughs> ketchup on cupcakes, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're both weird. Yeah. Beach or hike? Yeah. <laughs> Beach or hike? Beach for me. Do hiking there. Wear a swimsuit everywhere or wear a coat everywhere? I think coat, probably. I'm going to go swimsuit. You never know when you're going to get swimming. <laughs> go to a restaurant with a great view but bad food or one with a bad view but great food? Oh, great, food. great food, easily. Uh, live in a house that has trampolines instead of floors or live in a house with a lift? I think the trampolines would annoy me after a while, so probably, uh, <laughs> probably a lift. <laughs> I think trampoline floors would be cool. Um, have your hair grow an inch every day or an inch every five years? Um, I'd say five years. I'm getting so annoyed with how long my hair is right now. <laughs> I think I could survive if it was going an inch a day. I'll go an inch a day. Be friends with a movie star or with the president? President. Yeah, president. Have a pet worm or a pet ant? <laughs> I feel like I'd lose my pet ant, so uh, worm. Yeah, that's true. You could stand on it accidentally much easier than a worm. And you'd be heartbroken, you know, you'd have no pet anymore. <laughs> and you can chop the worm into two so you can have two pets as well. Can't do that. Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's the economical pet choice there. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that's the end of this or that. So, uh, Charlie, we hear you're the intramural sports coordinator for this year. So, would you like to tell us a little bit about your role and why you? wanted to become one. Yeah, um, so I work alongside Fergus on the intramural committee and we head up the intramural committee with the different officers for each sport. Um, so this year's been a bit tricky because we've been <laughs> excited to get that all started with each officer and then the restrictions have kind of stopped us doing that. But yeah, it's been good. We've been working on lots of other intramural sort of things like development plans and handbooks and things for when we can start up. That would be more interesting, easier for them as well. Um, and then why I got into it is my friend Natalie did the job last year and she just raved about how good it was and all the opportunities that she got involved in. So she teed me up to do it this year. That's amazing. So she was almost like your role model to build upon, as you say. Yeah. Hey, Fergus, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I've been very fortunate to be the vice president of international sport the past two years. So as Charlie was saying, the two of us basically manage the, the intramural programme alongside sort of the, the intramural committee and the sort of staff team that we have at the SU office. So we mainly work with, say, Ollie Crookshank with fixtures, but it was a great, great group of experience that we can sort of lean on there. For me, it's, I suppose the, the big thing has been, I, I've almost had two years, I had like pre-pandemic and then during the pandemic, and it's, it's just been, it's been interesting to see the dynamic and the change because, you know, intramural is all about playing sports. So it's kind of without that, it's like, what do we do? And you know, I kind of looked at the start of the year and I was like, oh gosh, 
how are we going to go about, you know, doing anything useful? But as Charlie sort of alluded to, you know, we have been working on stuff like a captain's handbook and we worked with Sydney to, to deliver the sort of first edition of the news and intramural sport, which, which will hopefully be something we continue through. And then we've kind of more recently been working on the development plan, which is, is kind of us trying to they'll help the sort of people who, who got elected last night to help them basically make as much of a success of them coming into role because they can understand perhaps where the opportunities for growth are and, and how they can look to look to develop the program in, in the year they have in the role. That's, that's great, thank you. And uh, just uh, for like sport-wise, uh, what are your sporting experiences of, do you play sport currently? Yeah, my sport's hockey. Um, and yeah, I've played in the hockey club for four years now. Um, yeah, but sadly we haven't had much hockey recently, so it's going to be a bit rusty when we eventually get back on the pitch. Yeah, yeah um, I, I play rugby, but I actually also play a bit of intramural hockey as well, which is always good fun on a on a Friday night when we're allowed to do it. It's, uh, it's very much I'm sort of coming in there swinging and not absolutely clue what's going on, but I'm, I enjoy it myself, which is probably what's most important. Um, in terms of rugby, probably the best experience I've had with an intramural is going to be when we, for some reason... So I play for the engineers rugby team, and for some reason we we got offered a game against the Sweden under twenties, and and they wow. came over from Sweden, and we were like, what what's <laughs> why are they playing us? <laughs> like, we are getting absolutely pumped here. Uh, you know, this is this is the under twenties of a of a you know a nation. I mean, they might be the fifty sixth best nation in the world at rugby, but they're still like, you know it's still the best of the best from this this Scandinavian country. And they, they turn up to Peppermill and we put like 40 points past them and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> just sat there the whole game, just just confused. Oh. But that, that was the uh, best intramural experience. Did you win? <laughs> 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 it was one of those things we kind of all were like, they scored a try in the first like two minutes and we were like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> we looked at the round through and we were like, it's going to be a hundred nil. It's going to be a cricket score. Here, you know, absolutely just like this is this is not boring. And then like we we kind of pulled one back and we were like, oh, we can do this. And then we just kind of started pulling away. And I was like, peculiar. And these guys had like played like a couple like uni sides as well and done quite well. And we were like, right, this is confusing. But I think we we had a couple of ringers in in the squad. So that might be. <laughs> what was the final score? Like uh, 42-12 or something. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, it was pretty convincing. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, it was it was it was weird. It was so it was so confusing. And then it was like and then the thing as well is obviously they, they were all speaking like Swedish and it was like I've I've like I've played a lot of like rugby games with like people who speak lots of but I've never heard Swedish. It was just so disorienting. <laughs> so we just switched between English and Swedish all the time. Like, <laughs> like Oh, it was just—it was such a peculiar game, but it was—it was a lot of fun, and you know, nice sunny day down at Peppermill. You know, you don't know what's going on, I suppose. So. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. No, it was like. Hey, did you have like a meet? Did you meet up with them after the game and like socialise? Uh, there might have been a few beers afterwards. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good fun. I kind of don't remember too much towards the end of the night, but um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun because they were all, uh, as I said, they were all sort of. 18, 19, 20, and so I was 20, yeah, I was 20 at the same time, so it was, it was a good fun, we think we kind of, we initially went to one pub, and then we went to sort of Free Sisters afterwards, and, and that was the nice thing, is that you can kind of, after a game like that, um, you know, get a crack for a lot of them, and, and a lot of them are, are very good blokes, so it was, it was a nice time. Oh, that's amazing. 
how about you, Charlie? Do you have any other particular memorable moments um, while playing intramural? I just think intramural um, in general is so friendly. Like when you go down to like you can just rock up and like loads of times like when I rocked up with Natalie and like we've just turned up and there's like different teams and they're both they're both like trying to get you in to join their team like one of the other you're like who do I pick I don't want to offend anybody um so I think in general like I don't have any good stories about playing the Swedish under 20s that's <laughs> that trumps mine um I think that was probably the best one that's good um you think of moving on to the two minute trivia quiz are you ready two minute trivia First question, the 100 metre world record is held by Usain Bolt, but how fast is it? Like 9.72 or something. Okay, if you were to run on that, a lap of the medals, how far would you run? Is it 2.3 kilometres or something? That's why I think it's on Strava. <laughs> what is the name of the famous artist who has a hit number one who performed at the Big Cheese? Oh no! It's like Cassandra or something. Which university in town is a home of golf? St Andrews. What's the name of the Scottish janitor in The Simpsons? Is it like Willie Burns or something? I think that's right. I'll just go with that. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, oh yeah, Willie Burns. Okay. What is the name of the Scot? Uh, what's the name of the Glasgow Stadium that hosted the Athletics at the Glasgow Commonwealth Games? Was it Hamden? What is the name of the current Scottish men's football manager? I actually don't know. Pass. Time, time, time. <laughs> As a Gallian effort, Fergus. Yeah, I think so too. Some of those ones I was like, I, I can't believe one of those Scottish national. Also, I just kept thinking Craig Levine. I was like, it's absolutely not Craig Levine. <laughs> used to be a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, a long, long time ago. I was about to say Gordon Strachan. I was like, definitely not right. <laughs> <laughs> so move on to Charlie. Are you, are you ready, Charlie? The 100-metre world record is held by Usain Bolt, but how fast is it? Eight seconds. Okay. If you were to run a lap of the medals, how far would you run? 1k? No, 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 it's not. 3k, 3k. 3k, okay. What's the name of the famous artist who has hit, who has a hit named Number One who performed at Big Cheese? Eh, uh, Tennessee Strider. Which university in town is the home of golf? Napier. Okay. What is the <laughs> name of the Scottish janitor in The Simpsons? Oh, pass. What's the name of the Glasgow Stadium that hosted the Athletics at the Glasgow Commonwealth Games? Uh, the Emirates Arena. Okay. What's the name of the current Scottish men's football manager? This isn't right, but I'll go Gordon Strachan. Okay. What's the name of the Scottish movie that has rent and running away from security in Princess Street? Trainspotting. Guess how high our seat is in metres. Uh, 2,000 metres. That's... Not even, I don't even know if that's right ballpark. But. And that's two minutes. 
Yeah. Um, so the 100 meter world record uh, that's held by Usain Bolt, uh, he ran it in 9.58 seconds. So Fergus of 9.72 is really close. So I'm going to give it to Fergus on that one. Um, Carly said eight seconds, which <laughs> is pretty fast. Yes. Um, then the lap of the meadows is 2.25 kilometers. Uh, and so uh, Fergus, who said 2.3, I'll give it to Fergus as well. Oh, um, it was pretty good. Charlie uh, uh, said three kilometers. Big cheese was Tinchi Strider. Uh, Fergus said Cassandra. Someone? <laughs> no, there's definitely the person who's like, you're the ones like, evacuate the dance floor. <laughs> um, so, which university in town is the home of golf? It's St. Oh. Andrews. Um, oh, yes, which Charlie said something about Napier. I thought it was like university in town as in university in Edinburgh. Okay, what you know? <laughs> um, what is the name of the Scottish janitor in The Simpsons? It's Groundskeeper Willie. So um, Fergus got that one. What is the name of the Glasgow Stadium that hosted the athletics at Glasgow Commonwealth Games? It was Hamden Park. So Fergus got that one. What is the name of the current Scottish men's football club? Neither of you guys got it right. Uh, it was Steve oh, Clark. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is the name? Then Charlie answered some more questions than Fergus. So she answered, what is the name of the Scottish movie that has Renton running away from security in Princess Street? And it was Trainspotting. So that was correct. And guess how high Arthur's seat is in meters? <laughs> 251 meters. Just a decimal point out. <laughs> 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 okay um so i'm just gonna add up who um so last week the score was a uh, seven so seven's the record to beat the winner of this uh this podcast two minute trivia is fergus hey. um, with a total score of five <laughs> charlie has a score of two <laughs> not bad not bad <laughs> You guys have been working on the SU exec committee for a little while now. Have you met any interesting people during your time? I have. I'm just trying to sort of think for, you know, <laughs> I, um, I, for example, this, this stuff like blues and colors, for example, where there's just incredible people that just turn up. You know, we had the year I went, obviously didn't have it last year, and it, it doesn't look like we'll have it this year. But um, the year I went, we had Judy Murray. Um, and then there was also people, you know, like Shay Richards, who I think, you know, he's got a chance of being in the Olympics, which is really exciting. And, you know, you meet people like that for the exec that I just wouldn't have the possibility of meeting otherwise. And, and you know, that's that's really exciting. But then there's, there's, all, there's all the people that are sort of, I don't know, no, not exciting for the outside world. There's lots of people who it's like you meet people who are high up in like Scottish student sport and high up in bucks sport, and even people who are quite high up in the uni as well. And it's always really interesting to like just meet these people and be like, well, what do you actually do as a job? <laughs> you know, and, and just try to get sort of a, you know, I, I say that half jokingly, but like it is actually really interesting because it gives you an insight to sort of the stuff you'd never think about. Like I was at, at a sports ball last year, I was sat beside David Haynes, who's like head of 
sort of development alumni and it's just something I'd never really thought about before and I had spent this like two-hour conversation with him where I was just sort of asking all these really stupid questions about so what so what is development and alumni <laughs> but it, you know it's really actually it's a really it is a really sort of major part of you know how stuff like sport gets funded and, and things like that and so it's really interesting to to know more about it so maybe a boring answer but that, that, that <laughs> no that's really cool yeah that is really I think just yeah to add on to Ferguson's like I was like I'm really excited to go to Blues and Colours when we eventually hopefully when that's next happens soon um but yeah just even like the staff team like there's so much so or just being on exactly like, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes at sport that you just don't realize at all like all the effort that goes in like like this year even this year like seeing how much effort has gone into getting stuff happening when like this year we haven't seen any of the outcome because it's not but like every like there's so much goes on behind the scenes that you're like wow this is like because you forget how huge sport is at Edinburgh there's so many teams and there's so many but just like an intramural itself you're like wow it is crazy and intramural this year they have uh was it 160 teams this year that was registered yes we had uh, we had 161 teams but we didn't have um rugby or or basketball or squash open so if we'd had all of them based on what we had previous years we'd been up about 190 so it was about it would be about 15 percent increase year on year so that was you know really good sign and it's also really good there was lots of there's a real mix of where teams are coming from sort of schools but also like accommodations and stuff so it was really positive <laughs> um, yeah hey what do you see like the future of intramural being in like years to come do you feel you can sort of leave a little chunk of a legacy behind? <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um, and I, I think that's why... <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that's why so Charlie and I have been working on a sort of development plan because I remember when I came into the role, I, I just didn't really know almost what... Like I, I had a rough idea what the issues were, but I didn't have a scooby about how to actually go about trying to solve all of them or even how to begin breaking them up into parts that I could solve in, within the year I was expecting to do obviously ended up doing two but yeah and so that so that's basically the main driving force behind the development plan is that actually because these positions are you know you're only there for a little bit a small period of time within the grand scheme of things it's really important that you almost pass on like this is something that we recognize as an issue or, or this is somewhere you can make really good improvements or, or strive to develop it and this is how you could go about doing it obviously we can give it to them and they can tell us like no nah, i'm not interested but we just use the development plan as a kind of sounding board that they can, you know, the new team that's coming in, uh, Hannah and Added, um, they'll be able to basically look at it and, and get a really good feel for it. That's good to hear. Thank you. Like, I think especially, like, there's big plans for Pepper Mill, as you know, but I think once that all sets itself up, like, Inchmural will be just so good to go. Like, with all the space and the facilities, it'll be so good for Inchmural sport as well. You guys are both leaving the committee this year, right? You guys are both graduating? Um, do you, what are your plans for after university? Are there any exciting plans? For me, that's a very good question. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing afterwards. Still trying to sort that out, to be honest. Fair enough. Quite luckily, I've just sort of accepted a job offer quite recently, so I'm I'm, I'm not uh, not facing graduate unemployment just yet, which is exciting. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that, that's good. I'm excited. Congratulations. So where? What would that be with? Um, so it's the the one I sort of accepted it was with Procter and Gamble. So P and G, maybe like Heads and Shoulders, Gillette, Olay, that kind of thing. So I'd be I'd be working down in, in Reading with that. So 
they they're paid ways of PNG works. They put you into a job. So like they're very much like, oh, we need you to start as soon as possible. And I was like, great. And it's like that's June first. And I was like, oh, it's going to be quite a quick transition from sort of student life to, to employment life. But it, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's good. And what is it? Yeah, you is there studied? anything? I study mechanical engineering. Charlie. Yeah, I study neuroscience. Is there anything you guys are most looking forward to at the end of lockdown? I'm sure we all. Yes, I think a trip to the pub with our friends. <laughs> yeah, I think a trip to the pub or even just a couple of beers with pals would be would be really exciting. If there was one event, I would say that I was like, that's what I want to go back to. It's probably like a like an international day at Murrayfield. That would probably be like right up there as like the one thing I missed. It was like the last thing I did pre sort of lockdown starting, and it's now like the one thing that I'm like, oh, that's what I really really miss. So yeah, <laughs> an, an international weekend at Murrayfield. That would that would be my my big thing I'd like to do. That would be a dream right now. So fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on to favorite hype song. Uh, like a song that gets you in the groove prior to training, competing. So, Charlie, would you like to go first? Um, so I picked Love Generation. Um, I don't know if you guys know that song, but yeah, it's just quite an upbeat song. Um, so yeah, that's ours. Who's that by? Um, Bob Sinclair. Bob Sinclair. What about you, Fergus? Uh, my song. I'll give a bit of context to it. I usually, I like, I, you know, I've gotten to being a rugby player, I quite like lifting weights. So the, the best song for me, lifting weights, I was saying, is a song called I'm Shipping Up to Boston by Dropkick Murphy's. It's on like a, it was on like a playlist that I'd always play when I was going to the gym and it would always be the song that would come on like roughly around when like coming out of warm-up sets into into the shifting big weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just sort of when I was getting into it, the bit where it was doing a bit of a struggle. So that would be the song for me. Is, is I'm shipping up to Boston by Dropkick Murphy. It's, it's a it's a it's a very get you in the mood. I'm ready. I'm ready to ready to work hard. It's a kind of song. That sounds great. Do you uh, do you always train to music or can you train without music? I would say. If I'm in the gym, I always like listening to music. But right now, I quite like I quite enjoy running without music. Sometimes it's kind of it's really good for like clearing your head almost. So yeah. like if you're always listening to stuff, you're always taking like you know you're always on your phone, you're always that. I always get my head a bit fuzzy. So I find taking the opportunity sometimes to be like actually nah, short of like <laughs> having like my watch on or something, just just running with running with just the noise around you is is kind of nice. So I I, I sort of. 50% of the time I probably listen to music never have. I like listen to music when I'm running. It just takes the noise away from your deep breathing when you're dying. <laughs> um, and then training wise, we always like to train with music. <laughs> That's great. Oh, oh, thank you very much for coming on. So wish you all the best at work once finished university and it's a big bad world. So a pleasure to work with you two uh, this year as well. A huge thanks to Jamie Sword and Charlie Patterson Zara Hamill and John T. Eaton Hart, Fergus McKenzie and Charlie Ross for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Sport Ed Episode 3. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch our next episode where we'll bring you more from Sport at Edinburgh. (laughs) 